0: This is Garrison Hardy with your Cross Politic Daily News Brief for Tuesday, November 1st, 2022. I hope you guys had an excellent Reformation Day and that you parents got some sleep with any potential candy crazed kiddos. But if you didn't, here's some news to keep you entertained and hopefully awake. Let's start out with the DHS, the Department of Homeland Security, leaks. Starting in 2020, DHS began meeting with Twitter, Facebook, Wikipedia, and more monthly to coordinate content moderation efforts. So this is a big leak here. The Department of Homeland Security has been working to influence big tech platforms. This became originally evident when the Biden administration launched the ill-fated disinformation governance board early in 2022, but has been a focus of their efforts even beyond the now defunct unit and before. Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt filed a lawsuit that revealed via via appended meeting minutes that former Microsoft executive Matt Masterson who was formerly an official with DHS, told a DHS director in February 2022 that, quote, platforms have got to get comfortable with government. It's really interesting how hesitant they remain, end quote. This, according to The Intercept. Prior to 2020, it was reported that DHS met with Twitter, Facebook, Wikipedia, and other platforms in order to coordinate content moderation operations. These meetings were part of an ongoing initiative, which saw collusion and collaboration between DHS and Big Tech to determine how how misinformation would be dealt with on those platforms. Areas that came under this purview included the withdrawal from Afghanistan, undertaken disastrously by President Joe Biden in August of 2021, as well as the origins of the COVID-19 virus, which became controversial enough that users were kicked off of social media platforms for expressing the hypothesis that the virus originated in Wuhan. A China Lab. A Senate report found last week that this was the most likely scenario. Information that could undermine trust in financial institutions was also targeted. The Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency Act, signed by President Donald Trump, opened the door to this as it formed a new branch within DHS, which then undertook to deal with online disinformation. CISA stated its understanding that the mission of that branch of DHS was evolved and meant to communicate their Concerns on disinformation to social media companies. Social media companies took DHS's word for it. DHS used concerns about marginalized communities to justify their reach. Much of this effort became evidence as a result of an attempt to fight disinformation in the lead-up to the 2020 presidential election. Both Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg and then-Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey spoke about their platform's effort to suppress and censor, reporting from the New York Post. They did this in part because the FBI had told these platforms to watch out for misinformation dumps. During the election, there were weekly teleconferences to coordinate intelligence community activities to counter election-related disinformation. Since then, meetings have taken place every two weeks. When the Hunter Biden laptop story broke, revealing the Biden family's influence peddling and shady overseas business dealings with Ukraine and China, social media platforms took the bait from the government and ditched the story. Countless other mainstream media outlets followed suit, going so far as to report on why they would not report on the story, citing hacking misinformation and a Russian plot. All these were incorrect and many outlets including the New York Times had to walk it back. As a result of documents revealed in Schmidt's suit, it's now apparent that DHS officials were in fact leading the push to expand the government's reach into disinformation and that the government also played a quiet role in shaping the decisions of social media giants around the New York Post story. Post-election polling showed that many Americans would not have voted for Joe Biden had they known the Hunter Biden laptop story was in fact not a disinformation plot. The case that revealed the information was brought this spring by Missouri, Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt and Louisiana Attorney General Jeff Landry against top administration officials in U.S. District Court for the Western District of Louisiana. It alleged that President Joe Biden and other administration officials pressured and colluded with big tech companies to censor the Hunter Biden laptop story, as well as information regarding the lab leak origin theory of COVID-19 and the security of voting by mail. The lawsuit named White House Press Secretary Secretary Jen Psaki. U.S. Surgeon General Vivek Murthy, Secretary of the Department of Health and Human Services Xavier Becerra, Chief Medical Advisor and NIAID Director Dr. Anthony Fauci, Secretary of the Department of Homeland Security Alejandro Mayorkas, and newly announced Director of the DHS's Disinformation Governance Board. Also named were the Department of Health and Human Services, the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, the Centers for Disease and Control and Prevention, the Department of Homeland Security, and the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency. The lawsuit alleges that the federal government had violated constitutional rights to suppress free speech in one of its greatest assaults by federal government officials in the nation's history. What a story. Let's take a breather and talk about club membership. By joining the Fight Laugh Feast Army, not only will you be aiding in our fight to te- take down secular and legacy media, but you'll also get access to content placed in our club portals, such as past shows, all of our conference stocks, and exclusive content for club members that you won't be able to find anywhere else. Lastly, you also get discounts for our conferences. So if you've got 10 bucks a month to kick over our way, you can sign up right now at fightlaughfeast.com. Again, that's fightlaughfeast.com. Moving on, let's go to California. Paul Pelosi, attacker, told investigators he planned to break House Speaker's kneecaps, according to an affidavit. David Depapi, the 42-year-old illegal immigrant from Canada accused of breaking into the home of House Speaker Nancy Pelosi last week and attacking her husband with a hammer, allegedly wanted to hold the congresswoman hostage and threatened to break her kneecaps if he caught her lying, according to court documents. San Francisco police arrived at the home and encountered Paul Pelosi, aged 82, and DePapi struggling over a hammer. After the officers ordered them to drop the weapon, DePapi allegedly seized control of it and swung it into Pelosi's skull. Police recovered zip ties in Pelosi's bedroom, found glass broken at the rear of the house, tape, Rope gloves and a journal according to the FBI affidavit before Pelosi was taken to a hospital where he underwent surgery on a fractured skull. He told police from the ambulance that he had never seen to before and that the intruder showed up in his bedroom around 2 30 a.m. Demanding to talk to Nancy the house speaker the lawmaker's husband told to that his wife was out and to De allegedly decided to wait for her return. Pelosi stated that his wife would not be home for several days, and then DiPapi reiterated that he would wait, according to the affidavit. Depoppy stated that he was going to hold Nancy hostage and talk to her, the affidavit reads. If Nancy were here to tell DiPapi the truth, he would let her go, and if she lied, he was going to break her kneecaps. DePape also later explained that by breaking Nancy's kneecaps, she would learn to have she would have to be wheeled into Congress, which would show other members of Congress that there were consequences to actions. The affidavit continues. DePape, who also allegedly admitted to breaking into the home using the hammer to shatter a glass door and surprising Paul Pelosi in his bedroom, he also allegedly confessed to cracking the eighty-two. 82- year old skull. An Immigration and Customs Enforcement source told Fox News Monday that DePoppy is in the U.S. illegally after a long-time visa overstay. He was born in Canada and immigrated to the U.S. about 20 years ago. DePoppy now faces federal charges and up to 50 years in prison, according to the U.S. Attorney's Office for the Northern District of California. Elsewhere, only 17% of black voters support defunding the police, according to a poll. The survey of black voters conducted by the GRIO and KFF and published on Wednesday asked 1,000 black adults who say they are registered to vote for their opinion on policing. About half of those polled 48%. Said they would like to see police funding kept about the same, while 34% say they wanted increased financial support. Just 17% responded that they support decreased funding for police in their area. Of black voters living in urban areas, 39% supported increased funding. That's a 10 point jump from the 29% of black voters living in suburban areas who say they support increased funds for police. The poll also found that 3 in 4 black voters viewed criminal justice and policing as a very important factor in. Making their decision about who to vote for, including 77% of Democrats and 68% of Republicans. The issue of crime was as important for those who made under $40,000 per year as it was for those making over $90,000 a year annually. The Defund the Police effort emerged through Black Lives Matter protests, which began in the early 2010s. The idea was initially dismissed as fringe, but grew in prominence during the summer of 2020 when the murder of George Floyd sparked racial justice protests across the country. Notable progressives such as Reps. Alexander Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, Rashida Tlaib, and Ilan Omar, Ian Omar—I don't even know how to say that—and take your pick. Cory Bush and Ayanna Presley became ardent supporters of the defund police movement. Other prominent Democrats, such as current Democratic candidates Stacey Abrams and John Fetterman, discussed relocating funds to social services and investing in minority communities, as well as ideas for reimagining policing. Interviews. Clips from those controversies have been used by Republicans in ads against their candidates. Not all Democrats got on board with the defund movement, though. Both President Joe Biden and Senator Bernie Sanders made frequent note of their support for their increased police funding during the 2020 election cycle and hold the same positions now. Hey, do you own a business and write a lot of proposals? If so, you should check out SmartPricingTable.com. Smart Pricing Table allows you to create quick and accurate proposals, and it's loaded with features like recurring fees, quantities, and line item upsells. When your prospect is ready, they can e-sign and you're off to the races. Visit SmartPricingTable.com and mention CrossPolitik to get 25% off of your first two months. Again, that's SmartPricingTable.com mention cross politic to get 25% off for 2 months. And now it's time for my favorite topic, sports, and Kyrie Irving makes his return to the news as he doubles down on controversial tweet Quote, I'm not going to stand down, end quote. In a testy exchange with the media Saturday night, Kyrie Irving doubled down and dug in, defending not only his recent social media posts promoting a movie largely viewed as anti-Semitic, but also older ones amplifying conspiracy theorist Alex Jones. Irving's post from the late this past week drew a statement from the NBA and a public rebuke from Nets owner Joe Tsai. Neither the league nor the team, however, convinced Irving to take down his initial post or back down in the slightest. And after the Nets' latest loss, a 125-116 to 116 drubbing by the Pacers at Barclays Center, he vowed not to.
1: And it's a title given to Christ, Philippians 2.11. And my name translates in the Hebrew language as Yahweh. So I went on to Amazon Prime. I was like, you know what, let me see if there are any documentaries on Yahweh. So went in the search bar, typed in Yahweh. That came up. Went out and shared it on my platform. That was my night. In terms of the backlash or what people call it, uh, we're in 2022. History is not supposed to be hidden from anybody. And I'm not a divisive person when it comes to religion. I I embrace all walks of life. You see it on all my platforms. I talk to all races, all cultures, all religions. And my response would be, um, it's not about educating yourself on what Semitism is and what anti-Semitism is. It's really about learning the root words of where these come from and understanding that this is an African heritage that is also belonging to the people. Africa is in it, whether we wanna dismiss it or not. So the claims of anti-Semitism and who are the original chosen people of God and we go into these religious conversations and it's a big no-no. I don't live my way like that. I don't live my life that way. Excuse me, I grew up in a melting pot and I say a melting pot of all races, white, black, red, yellow, Jewish, Christian, Muslim, and you can see the way I live my life now. I'm not here to be divisive, so. They could push their, I don't wanna say they, cause I'm not identifying any one group or race of people, but I'm in a unique position to have a level of influence on my community. And what I post does not mean that I support everything that's being said or everything that's being done, or I'm campaigning for anything. All I do is post things for my people in my community and those that it's actually gonna impact. Anybody else that has criticism and obviously wasn't meant for them. We're in 2022, it's on Amazon, a public platform. Whether you want to go watch it or not is up to you. There's things being posted every day. I'm no different than the next human being, so don't treat me any different. You guys come in here and make up this powerful influence I have over top of the adultery of you. You cannot post that, why not? Why not? I don't hear an uproar of that. I'm not here to be divisive on what's going on on this or that. I'm not comparing Jews to blacks. I'm not comparing white to black. I'm not doing that. That conversation is dismissive and it constantly revolves around the rhetoric of who are the chosen people of God and I'm not here to argue over a person or a culture or religion or what they believe. No, this is what is here. It's on a public platform. Did I do anything illegal? Okay. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Did I do anything illegal? Did I hurt anybody? Did I harm anybody? Am I going out and saying that I hate one specific group of people. So out of all the judgment that people got from me posting, I I just, without talking to me, and then I respect what Joe said, but there has a lot to do with the not ego or pride of how proud I am to be an African heritage, but also to be living as a free black man here in America knowing the historical complexities for me to get here. So I'm not gonna stand down on anything that I believe in. I'm only gonna get stronger because I'm not alone. I have a whole army around me. And to follow up on the promotion of the movie and the book, can you please stop calling it a promotion? What am I promoting? Put it out on your platform, but I'm promoting it. Do you see me doing, do you see By me in front putting of the, it out there? The people title? are going to say that you are yeah, promoting- I Put it out there just like you put things out there, right? Yeah, but I, okay. I it's not You put stuff, things out there for a living, right? Right, but my great, stuff is great. not so let's move on. filled let's with anti-Semitic stuff. Let's move on. Don't dehumanize me up here. I, I'm, not, I'm not doing I'm that. Another you're human free to thing. post. I what, can post whatever I want. So say what, that and shut it down and move on to the next question. But Kyrie, you have to understand that by I don't have post, to understand anything from you. It's nothing. not me. Nothing. There's post no people what that what you're making you did, up, bro. Move on. But by posting Move on, next question. Next Anybody Do you is guys have look any more it, questions And they're going to say you guys have any more questions cuz this Semitic is going to be a beliefs. clip this is going to be a clip that he's going to marvel at is this any more questions
0: But you're not answering the question
1: oh, this, this is another answering your question oh my god let's make another Instagram clip so we could be famous again
0: Man things got a little testy. Irving does indeed have a huge fan base with 17.5 million followers on Instagram and another 4.5 million on Twitter. And on Thursday, he took to both platforms to promote a 2018 movie called Hebrews to Negroes, Wake Up, Black America. Both the film and the 2014 book it is based on are filled with anti-Semitic disinformation, and this is according to the New York Post, by the way, including accusations of large numbers of Jewish people worshipping Satan. Irving has since, as I mentioned earlier, been rebuked by the NBA Players Association. This has been your Cross Politic Daily News Brief. If you like the show, go ahead and hit that share button for me down below. If you want to sign up for a club membership or for a magazine subscription, you can do both of those things at fightlaugheast.com. And as always, if you want to send me a news story, if you want to ask about our future conferences, this next one's going to be at the ARK Encounter, or if you want to become a corporate partner for Cross Politic. You can email me at Garrison at FightLaughFeast.com. For Cross Politic News, I'm Garrison Hardy. Have a great day, and Lord bless.